Are you ready to take your leadership and your organization to the next level and beyond? Your competitors will be there before you know it. Today's leaders must perpetually innovate, evolve, and grow faster than the competition. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet innovative leaders who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world. And you can become the next big success story. Now, here is your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm your host, Maureen Metcalf. I'm the founder and CEO of Metcalf & Associates. I work with leaders and their organizations to identify the trends that will most likely disrupt their businesses and develop business strategies and business and leadership practices to leverage those trends to create strategic advantage. I'm a regular contributor to Forbes and the lead author on an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead and transforming your organizations. I'm also an adjunct faculty member in universities in the U.S. and Germany. I am absolutely delighted that our guest today is Dr. Belinda Gore. She's a psychologist, coach, and experienced teacher skilled in supporting high-level learning and personal development. As a senior faculty with the Deep Coaching Institute, she uses the Enneagram along with 30 years of experience in facilitating change to help coaches and leadership consultants learn to embody deep levels of transformation through the practice of presence. While specific tools may assist them in this work, it is their very presence that most often initiates the extraordinary shift in consciousness in individuals and in organizations that create deep change. Belinda plays a key role in defining the innovative leadership framework and contributing to the books over time. And I am ever so grateful that Belinda and I have been collaborating on this content for probably almost 20 years. Yikes. So, <laughs> That's true. That's so, right. All of you, welcome to our inner conversation. And I'm just deeply appreciative of Belinda for all of her work and generosity and sharing her content with us and probably hundreds of thousands of other people at this point. So I want this Voice America series to provide valuable information to leaders and emerging leaders that help them prepare to lead their organizations in the dynamic times we face. The most highly effective leaders, the more effective leaders are, the better the journey is for themselves, but also everyone they touch, touch directly and indirectly, good leadership ripples through, and we often don't know it, don't know where those ripples came from. Bad leadership, we know what that looks like. So we've all had those experiences at some point in time or another. So in addition to sharing models, one of my goals is for people to have information available as they need it. So we talk about innovating how you lead. All of us are facing things that we never did in the past and never imagined we would. Things like navigating a smear campaign that we all hope we don't until it happens. And so we want this series of interviews to be relevant and available for you on demand and also in advance, both to provide point skills and also to shape your thinking and continue to evolve your mindset and your business acumen as well as technical skills. So I encourage you to listen to Belinda and I for a behavior you can shift or something you can shift about your thinking about leadership or about yourself as a person based on our conversation. If we change little bits every week, then we will be updated and current over time rather than waiting a year or two years or longer and having to update how we think about things. So the outcome of this session, the most important capability for leaders to develop is self-awareness and reduce their sense of denial. And this comes from a Stanford Graduate School Business Advisory Council. So how do we cultivate self-awareness may be your question. Various tools give us feedback about how to see ourselves in comparison with others using theories and frameworks. The Enneagram takes it to the next level. Belinda will talk to us about how she uses the Enneagram to help leaders build self-awareness to improve their leadership performance and results. And if you have not heard the prior interview, Belinda and I did an interview on the Enneagram also in April 2017, and this content will build on that. You don't have to listen to that as a prerequisite, but it does build on that content as well. So Belinda, welcome. 
Thanks, Maureen. Glad to be here again. Thank you. So as a refresher, for people who haven't heard of the Enneagram, what's the personality typing that we're talking about, and why use the Enneagram? Well, because I'm a psychologist by training, uh, that comes forward in my interest in, so what is the personality anyway? And mm -hmm. it's this the structure of all of our traits, our beliefs, our attitudes, and everything that makes us who we are. We are, each of us, unique, but our personality styles or patterns are identifiable just like our hair color is identifiable or physical traits are. So there are a variety of systems for understanding some of these patterns of personality. Mm -hmm. I work with the Enneagram because I find it to have more depth, more uh, usefulness in a variety of ways. So it's a system that to me, seems worth the investment of learning. Basically, ENEA stands for nine, mm -hmm. and the Enneagram is a diagram of nine points equidistant around a circle and connected inwardly by lines. The Enneagram is based on ancient teachings, actually, that have been developed over the past 30 or 40 years to be utilized in business and education and a variety of more contemporary applications. Centuries ago, the the use of personality type was more in spiritual communities. What is it in me that keeps me from being able to progress on my spiritual path toward God, for instance? The roots are in a variety of cultures, and all of that can be very interesting, but to me the most important thing is that this has roots that have been reliable over centuries as a tool that really helps us see ourselves more clearly. The point of the Stanford Business School, Graduate School of Business Advisory Council's recommendation is that of all the things the curriculum can include in a business school for an MBA, mm -hmm. what they're saying is that self-awareness is more important than marketing strategies and financial tools and all of those other things because who we are and how we approach our work can derail things, our, our leadership style mm -hmm. can either support initiatives or it can create obstacles that we don't even recognize because we're often unconscious to some of those patterns. So one of the things I like about it is that it is well-researched, and so I'm referencing the doctoral work that you and Hilke did mm -hmm. using the Enneagram in specifically management and leadership training. So for people who hear a broad range of stuff and say, why that, why me, why do I care, mm -hmm. that it has been proven effective in helping managers and leaders be more effective. Can you share a little bit more about that? Hilke Rickmer and I developed a training program for middle managers for a mid-sized utility that was designed to promote self-awareness and develop communication tools. And so, in addition, she was internal to the organization, but also working on her PhD and so researched the effectiveness of the training that we were providing. The outcome really was to establish that, in fact, the training helped <laughs> and mm -hmm. it had effectiveness over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. The usefulness is in helping all of us see our characteristic patterns of dealing with the world and especially how we like to work, how we deal with conflict, and maybe most importantly, the typical behaviors we adopt in situations of stress. Great. Thank you. One of the things that's really important for me is people are publishing more and we're reading more and there are just so many more sources, is to help our listeners avoid the fads. Mm. And this seems like a tool that has been 
proven effective over centuries and now proven effective with doctoral work, doctoral level research that says this isn't a fad. This is mm. the real deal. And there is application specifically for business managers and leaders. Right. There's also a new study that's recently been published in the Journal of Adult Development, okay. authored by David Daniels and Terry Saraceno and mm -hmm. two other people whom I don't know, so I apologize, mm -hmm. looking at how long-term work with the Enneagram actually promotes growing our capacity utilizing indicators of adult development, utilizing Terry O'Fallon's work, for mm, instance, okay. and some other people who have tracked for us the necessity, really, of being able to move into higher levels of ego development in order to provide for innovative leadership. Mm -hmm. You probably can speak to that more clearly <laughs> than I can, but it's an essential part of the work that mm -hmm. you're doing and that we worked on together yeah. for a yeah, number of say, years. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's why we built it that way. That's exactly right, yeah. And so we utilized the Enneagram as a foundation for self-awareness and built on that the importance of maturing, developing. Mm -hmm. And so now we have evidence that, in fact, working with the Enneagram promotes that ego development that's so essential for higher-level leadership capacities. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I really appreciate the tie-in because it, we did spend years kind of fleshing out that, that content. So let's now shift back to the Enneagram and talk about the centers of intelligence. And again, thinking that our listeners don't know what that means. Yeah. The neurobiological research in the 90s especially laid a great foundation for us understanding better mm -hmm. how we're wired, mm -hmm. what our nervous systems are like. And this isn't news in some teachings, but that we have identified that the brain is really the whole body. The nervous system has capacities for intelligence, which is identifying problems, seeking solutions, discerning, differentiating, and that we have the center of intelligence in the head that we generally refer to in the brain as the brain, but there is a complex of nerves in the chest area that is what we call the heart center of intelligence. Mm -hmm. And we've referenced that often with things like follow your heart or he's too soft-hearted or, you know, there are lots mm -hmm. of things in the language, as well as a complex of nerves in the belly. Mm -hmm. that we often talk about having, you know, trusting your gut or uh, language like that. But in fact, those are neurological centers of accessing information and utilizing that information as a whole being to support our greater development and our greater sense of being smart. So how does that tie to the Enneagram? And as a person using the Enneagram, I know what my type is. Mm -hmm. It means I have a predisposition to a certain center. Actually, it, it means that you have a particular imbalance in one of those centers <laughs> okay. that causes you to interact with the world in a specific way. And that that's part of the foundation for the type structure. So let's take the type achiever, because we both know that one. <laughs> yes. And illustrate what that means so that we're not talking conceptually, but actually. What, sure. So for our listeners, Belinda and I are both the type three on the Enneagram system, uh, which is called achiever. Mm -hmm. And types two, three, and four are in the heart center triad, meaning these three types have an imbalance as it relates to the heart center. So we really have to think about, so what is the heart center? And it is that set of capacities for being relational, for being vulnerable or not, for being tender or not, for picking up cues in relationship or not. And type three as the achiever 
developed from the earliest stage or age as having difficulty accessing the heart center on a regular basis. For us, the most important quality of the heart center is value and our own sense of our value and our values. That is what we care about. So type 3 gets imbalanced in this center by either getting preoccupied with our value and having imaginations of how our value can be inflated and wanting to feel good about ourselves because there is a difficulty in accessing our personal value on an ongoing basis. And because of that, getting disconnected from our sense of our value and what we care about, and so shifting outside ourselves to look at what are the external sources of validation or valuing and achieving to get external recognition, applause, promotions, more money. And the challenge then for the type three is to come back to our own hearts. What is my heart's desire? What do I care about? What do I value? And how do I learn to value myself so that the energy that I have available isn't based on how do I develop my resume, how do I climb the ladder, but rather what are those things that nourish me as an individual so that my contribution flows, if you will, from my own heart. I care about it. And I am continually nourished and reinforced by the work I do so that I'm an achiever based on what motivates me from inside instead of being an achiever that's motivated to get rewards or applause from outside myself. So let me see if I can get this right. It's concerning sometimes saying this on the air in front of the master (laughs) to see if I get it right. Yeah. So I know this about myself, unbalanced heart center. I can often work too much, and I want to tie in the sense of self-awareness and why it matters for leaders. Yes. So we're going to go to break. Belinda and I will come back and talk about why this matters for leaders. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership in business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. So welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. You're listening to Belinda Gore and Maureen Metcalf, and we are talking about using the Enneagram in developing leaders mm-hmm. uh, through the lens of self-awareness. And as I know about myself, I'm more able to build my presence and through that presence, be more effective in leading organizations. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that we didn't say early on, maybe we did in our last discussion together is that our predisposition to our personality style doesn't change. But what does change with our work, which we referred to in terms of adult development, Mm -hmm. is that we get healthier and more functional and can move from the less attractive aspects of our Mm -hmm. type Mm -hmm. into the higher talents that are inherent in our type structure. And so as we talk about this type three that we were Mm -hmm, referencing, mm -hmm. is that at lower levels, type three is status conscious, image conscious, a workaholic, highly competitive. I mean, that all flows from, I don't feel like I'm enough, so I have to keep doing and keep Mm -hmm. doing in order to prove myself. But as I get healthier within my structure, In fact, I get more in touch with my own heart, my own sense of value, and I learn to be more vulnerable, to have a more open heart. I become more authentic. I'm I'm not trying to present an image as much as I'm trying to express the unique person I am and utilize the talents I have in a way that feels good for me and good for my organization. So instead of being a workaholic, for instance, I learned to have what we always talk about as better work-life balance. But, you know, I get, I make better decisions and I understand the people I work with as needing to have good balance. That culturally, we, I mean, in our society, there's a lot of competitiveness. And it can be a healthy, wonderful thing if it motivates us to be innovative. And it is something that destroys our sense of well being if we feel like we have to just keep winning and keep winning and keep winning because the inner sense of winning is lost if we don't have access to our hearts. So let me jump in here and see if I can state and and give my personal story a little bit, talking about vulnerability. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And so we go through the stages of development from earlier to later, and we do it all at our own pace. And for anyone who knows me, I have had a history of being a workaholic. And early in my career, while that may, from the outside looking in, I may still look the same. But what goes on inside of me is very different. Mm -hmm. Because early in my career, I worked to prove myself to make sure people, make sure I knew I was good enough. And everyone else knew it. And they would tell me I was. Later, I remember you and I talking and you said at some point, like, how much is enough? Stop doing this. And it was going off to another, getting another certification or degree or something. And I'm still doing that. But now I'm doing it not so that 
people will think I'm smart enough. I'm doing it because there's stuff I'm really excited about mm -hmm. learning. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. It nourishes you. Yeah. yeah. So I don't often or don't nearly as often need to prove myself mm -hmm. to somebody else, but I'm still incredibly curious and insatiable in learning. Mm -hmm. So what's fascinating to me is we may our behavior may look the same, but what drives it could be very different. And in fact, I would suggest that, well, maybe from a really broad view, the behavior looks the same. But don't you know how it is when you're sitting with somebody who's really authentic? And you can tell if what they're doing is to create an image or impress you mm -hmm. versus an enthusiasm that arises because they just really love what they're doing. It and that's the difference. That's a, and it shows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell when I'm with somebody who loves what they're doing, and they're not doing it to, you know, get a promotion. But it's and, palpable. Yeah. And, and so that's the art <clears throat> of presence. So can you give us a couple of minutes on what that looks like or what it is? What presence is. Yes. Yeah. Presence is showing up with all three centers of intelligence open and operating. And so first of all, presence means that we're fully showing up in a very physical way in the here and now. And people say, well, you know, where else am I going to be? But if we're in our heads only, and I mean, I was thinking, gosh, we're talking about having an open heart on talking about leadership. Mm -hmm. But if somebody isn't in their bodies and existing in the reality of here and now, if they're not open to relationship and authenticity, mm -hmm. then we know that it's only part of a person. I hear that. And yet I want to say that we also couch it, right? So I work with a lot of engineers and IT people. Mm -hmm. And I don't run around gushing about heart stuff. <laughs> right. I'd be tossed out. So there's also a situational piece where, one, I don't gush about heart stuff even at home. So that's not my mm -hmm. predisposition or preference. But I do think it's important for people listening to hear that even though I have all of my centers open and aligned, it doesn't mean I start to sound like a flake of some sort. Because, in fact, that means we're not preferring one center over the other consistently. That when all three centers are operating, then we have the capacity to respond based on what the situation calls for. Perfect. Because I was on the phone this morning with someone, and she said, I really like this because of the data. Mm -hmm. So I, it was not appropriate to come back with anything but the data. That's right. And you're capable of doing that. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. And so in another situation, however, I mean, in our conversation, mm -hmm. clearly you're relational and personal mm -hmm. in our conversation so that we're not just talking heads or right, talking right. voices. I don't know what the <laughs> metaphor is on radio. That we're being more than the information. Mm -hmm. Well, there's the embodiment of. Exactly. And the feeling of. Right. What I am learning is I people change based on how they feel. So relating to feelings, not just thoughts, helps, mm. helps people learn. And we and all know we all know leaders who can talk a good game, but they can't behave in that way, or who have a great understanding of the industry, but they don't have good emotional intelligence skills, and they can't manage their tempers mm -hmm. or they're getting triggered by feeling like somebody doesn't like them, and so they get deflated in the presence of controversy, that all of that is part of what goes into good leadership. I appreciate that. So being a leader who is fully present, I'm I'm here. So one, I'm not multitasking and checking my email during exactly. our conversation. And more than just my attention, I'm also aware of what's going on in my body. Mm-hmm. 
And if I feel ill at ease, I'm able to consciously process that mm-hmm. rather than ignoring it and allowing my anger, for example, to erupt inappropriately. Right. And behaviorally, behaviorally, we came prepared. Mm-hmm. We we had ideas about what we wanted to talk about. We showed up on time. All of those physical things mm-hmm. that are also part of the belly center. Okay, of, so say more about the belly center because we haven't talked much about that. Uh, it's about being grounded and centered and, you know, feet on the ground in the sense of we can organize our behavior so that our basic needs are met and so that... that would be eating dinner in the car on the way here? <laughs> At least you ate, yeah. It was and, healthy. Yeah, well, see? <laughs> when I talk about stress management, because stress can so derail mm. us from our best intentions... Taking care of our bodies is such an essential part of being able to show up and implement our great ideas. So belly is grounded. Mm -hmm. Heart is authenticity and openness and awareness and management of my emotions. And relational. Head center. Collecting data, organizing data, identifying problems, utilizing a problem-solving model, staying Mm -hmm. alert, being Mm -hmm. curious. All of those are the best qualities of the head center. So this then for me connects to levels of development. So this is for for me where personality type and health or, or development connect, that at the early stages, I am subjected to my imbalances. At the later stages, I can consciously manage that orientation toward imbalance and bring it back to alignment. Right. I can bring all three centers online. And for us, who you and me who are threes, <laughs> that bringing our hearts online in a balanced way is the hardest thing. We know how to show up and work, mm-hmm. and we can manage data, which is our secondary function. Mm-hmm. It's being able to be vulnerable and relational and authentic and feel our own value and know our values and behave according to our values instead of the current thinking or the current whatever source of applause or reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are hardest for us to do. And frankly, I think our whole culture is three-ish by nature. So I suspect that a lot of listeners will relate to this, even if it's not their core Mm -hmm. personality Mm -hmm. structure. Well, it's easier to get work done if I can turn everything else off. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can be efficient pro- and effective. Yeah, productive focused. and single-mindedly productive, but it's hard to sustain that long term in a healthy way. Uh, yes, I would know that. <laughs> okay, so how do we then take this into collaborating and working with others? First is we appreciate that there are nine different styles, according to the Enneagram, mm-hmm. of how we show up in the world, and we need the diversity. Okay. When I work with organizations and teams, I often have them complete a questionnaire around the Enneagram, and then I collate the scores to look at what's the personality type, so to speak, of the whole group. And so often types four and seven are down at the bottom, but there are individuals that have high scores in that area. And often those people feel like outliers, that they can't show up with who they really are, and yet Hmm. we need them Mm -hmm. because we need that diversity to be able to be well-rounded as organizations, just like we need it for people. So... Understanding the type of individual's type and how to relate to them creates a healthier organization. Indeed. And valuing them, Mm -hmm. appreciating Mm -hmm. the diversity so that uh, we communicate. I always say if, if you speak Spanish and I speak English, I can say I can be loud, I can be slow, 
in my speaking of English, but you're still not going to understand me. I need to speak your language for it to be meaningful mm -hmm. to you. So valuing everyone on the team. Yep. And appreciating that there are differences. And you aligning the work they do with the skills and orientation they have. Right. Okay. Right. And tolerating some ambiguity or some lack of clear definition. And I have said in teams, I was previously married to someone of a different personality type. And that marriage did not thrive, even though it was a person that I very much fell in love with and married. We work with people of different types that we didn't choose necessarily. <laughs> that we're not even in love with, no. <laughs> <laughs> we may not prefer to go have a beer with. And yet it's important that we recognize what they bring to the table. Right. Great. So this is Maureen Metcalf and Belinda Gore, and we will be right back talking about the Enneagram promoting self-awareness and how it helps us as leaders and leaders of teams and organizations. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Metcalf & Associates is your trusted partner to create perpetual innovation and evolution in your leadership and business. Are you ready to innovate and evolve? Since its inception, Metcalf & Associates has been dedicated to helping leaders evolve their leadership mindset and skills and create organizations that can continually innovate to achieve results in a highly competitive and rapidly changing environment. We help leaders, management teams, and organizations identify and create the perpetual capacity to identify and implement transformative solutions necessary to meet their mission and create strategic advantage. Metcalf & Associates offers proven results backed by leading-edge research and a global network of accomplished consultants and thought leaders. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen and her associates are ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your goals. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com today. Have you tapped your full potential as a leader? Sometimes you have to go a little deeper and connect with your inner force. Join host Angela King as she invites you to discover something that already lies within you and helps you become a better leader. Your most important connection is the one you have with yourself. It's time to connect, ignite, and rise. It's time for Inner Force. Tune in live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. You're joining Maureen Metcalf and Belinda Gore, and we're talking about using the Enneagram for self-awareness as leaders, but also in running our organizations. So, Belinda, at the end of the last segment, you talked about using it for teams. In this segment, I'd like to talk about a little bit more about working with businesses or organizations, mm -hmm. but also how would people learn about the depth of this tool beyond two radio shows. Yeah. There are a variety of books, so certainly checking into book titles. I wanted to speak about the fact that because the Enneagram is so foundational, it is cross-cultural and therefore is being used around the world. I am, in fact, on the board of directors of the International Enneagram Association. 
And we have a conference every year. For us, it's great that it will be in Cincinnati and you will be presenting (laughs) in the conference. So we have this gathering of people from around the world looking at applications of the Enneagram in business, as well as for personal and spiritual development, in social change, in a variety of applications. So this is an emerging field, right? Exactly. So even though there's a long lineage, it's being explored and tried in different ways. And that's what we talk about in part at the conference. And I would say more than just being tried, that tools continue to be developed. There are teachers and trainers who work globally with organizations, teaching leaders, to utilize the Enneagram in business environments. Mm -hmm. So we're reaching out, for instance, to HR professionals. As I was talking with you earlier, I worked recently in California with an environmental agency to look at the Enneagram as a tool for communication. So the conference, which I'll plug here, is July 19th to the 22nd in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the organization, you can look at international Enneagram.org to see the variety of presenters and the variety of topics that are going to be available. I find the conferences every year to be so interesting because of the innovation that's Mm -hmm. taking place. And there are conferences in various regions around the world. There will be an international conference in Amsterdam at the end of May and then the Global Conference in Cincinnati in July, and then hopefully I'll be at the Latin America Conference in Buenos Aires the first part of November. And so it's so interesting to be able to see how people around the world are Mm -hmm. utilizing the tool. Mm -hmm. I recently did a training for emerging leaders at The Ohio State University and asked who in the room had heard of the Enneagram. And one young woman raised her hand and said, well, I was just in China. And at the university, they asked what tools we were using. And they were using the Enneagram and wondered if I knew anything about it. And I thought, yes, you know, (laughs) that this is not something that is just uniquely American. Mm -hmm. Which is important to me. And and we have more listeners outside of the U.S. than inside. So it is important that we present tools that are applicable globally. Exactly. Exactly. And that it's being used and innovated globally. It's not innovation from the U.S. That's correct. That's correct. It's being developed in a variety of ways. I have a great set of cards for coaches, life coaches and executive coaches that were developed in Sweden. I was speaking there in October and wonderful consultant gave me a booklet and this set of cards to utilize. And I'm thinking, why have I never seen these? Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully the International Enneagram Association is more and more becoming the hub of Mm -hmm. teachers, resources, new books, and of course, the annual conference. So for people who want to learn more and they can't go to a conference, Mm -hmm. they can go to the International Enneagram Association website. Right. Internationalenneagram.org. Perfect. And and that also has books, assessments. Access to a variety of things of that nature. And then you can go from there to start exploring. You can look at who the speakers are at the conference in our business track Mm -hmm. and then learn more about who they are and what they're doing as well. So one of the things you and I have talked about is that we categorize people by a type. So I have a type and I have an orientation. I have preferences. But as I develop in my levels of maturity, I have access to all of the types and easier access. Easier access is the point that we're not pigeonholing people. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, we all have 
all nine patterns in us to some mm-hmm. degree or another. And my teacher, Don Riso, always said, the point of the Enneagram is not to put people in boxes. It's to help us recognize the box we're already in so that we can find our way out. That if we're functioning unconsciously in a certain structure, a certain mm-hmm. perspective or worldview, a set of behaviors, and we don't even realize it, that's why we're not self-aware, that we have blinders on to mm-hmm. ourselves. And so when I'm working with groups, I always say that the biggest problem that we get ourselves into in relationships is the assumption that other people are just like us. You know, that they, they, I mean, we can walk down the street and say, oh, no, I'm not like that person. But (laughs) but but, that's a rejection. Yeah, right. That guy. It's that other people might really organize their view of the world significantly differently than me. Mm -hmm. So other people are not like me. And if they're not, we tend to think, well, if they're not, they should be, you know. <laughs> and no. If it, the world would be easier if they were. Well, less rich, but easier. M- maybe, yes. <laughs> maybe. My communication would be easier. They would answer emails around the clock. The, the way you do. Yeah, the right. Way I do. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love the idea that it's not putting people in boxes because that's one of the criticisms I hear of any kind of assessment tool mm-hmm, sure. is you're trying to reduce me to a number on a mm. continuum rather than using the number as a common language and a set of characteristics. Not that those are all of them, but that they're my predisposition. Mm-hmm. And it's only a predisposition. And it's like we don't reject the idea that, for instance, I have a genetic predisposition to diabetes from my mother's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And I don't worry that my doctor is typecasting me because she lets me know I have this predisposition. It lets me know how to behave so that I can be healthy. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if I know that I'm predisposed to the type 3 structure, that's not typecasting. If used well, Mm -hmm. it is letting me know where I get in trouble and how to not do it. Yeah, and how to really blossom. What are my inherent talents and skills Mm -hmm. so that I can utilize those? Mm -hmm rather than getting bogged down in behaviors that always somehow create obstacles because I don't understand what I'm doing. So one of the things we talked about is fixations and how to manage fixations. Mm -hmm. What is that? Well, fixations are mental structures Mm -hmm. that we superimpose on all of our experience. And so we go around believing that for instance, that everybody is out to get us or that we have to be the best or we're not good enough or that we have to always keep our options open because if we feel trapped at all, we believe we can't survive. You know, those are fixations that we don't go around repeating those to ourselves, but it filters our... Not consciously. Not consciously. That's the point. And it filters our experience and alters how we tend to behave toward people in the world. Mm. You know, it's fascinating. I'm choosing now to be around people who have a much more positive inner conversation. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised how different they are because <laughs> <laughs> they don't think that people are out to get them or yeah. the world's unsafe. And in some cases, they've worked very hard to filter out that unconsciousness. Well, I would say that they've worked hard to wake up okay. to the previously unconscious patterns. So it's like we're asleep to ourselves. We're sleepwalkers going through the world in more automatic ways. Mm-hmm. And our fixations are the automatic reactions that cause us to Mm -hmm. not really take in the whole spectrum of what's really going on around us. 
You know, at one point, and this probably says something sad about me, I used to think that if people didn't see problems, they weren't paying attention. <laughs> now I realize that maybe if I wasn't seeing some of the good, I also wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. And people worry that if I don't see all the problems, bad things will happen. Bad things now, are going to happen anyway. <laughs> that's a good thing if I'm the manager of a power plant. I want to be able to be a good troubleshooter and see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what could go wrong. But if I'm looking at every relationship and every dynamic as, okay, what could go wrong here, then I'm not being open to what could go right. So that positive focus, for me, it was never a fixation. <laughs> <laughs> but I have worked hard to balance my innate sense of finding pro- – and people hire consultants because we find stuff that's wrong, mm-hmm. not because we find stuff that's right. So I also chose a career that was aligned with my <laughs> yes strength. So let's now move to closing. Again, the internationalenneagram.org is the Enneagram Association. Yes. And you'll find books and the conference and assessment tools to tell what your Enneagram type is. And speakers that you may want to explore further what their individual work is, what their contributions are. Training. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that gives me a sense of where to go. Yes, and then you can be on our email list to get weekly emails about what's going on in the Enneagram world. And you won't spam me. (laughs) It's one a week, right? Not two a day. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, just because I'm trying to get off some of those lists. Okay, so I want to do a bit of wrap-up and jump in here with me, and this will be a one-minute wrap-up. Enneagram is a tool to look at personality type, one of the, in your experience, the best tool, or you wouldn't have dedicated years to studying it. In our work in innovative leadership, it's been foundational, and in my personal development work, I'd say it's also been foundational. And the combination of type and developmental level or levels of health is, in my view, one of the most important combinations of tools and corresponding activities leaders can take to be self-aware and use that self-awareness on type and being horizontal and level being vertical that we can do to move through levels of health and effectiveness and self-awareness. And to know where my areas where I'm not so strong so I can hire people or bring in colleagues (laughs) or, you know, that I don't have to be everything. Just know what I am. Know what I am, know my strengths, know my weaknesses, Mm -hmm. and create a balanced team. Yep. So thank you. And for our listeners, I would love to hear your feedback. Info at metcalf-associates.com or on Facebook Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations, I do encourage you to think about something you learned from Belinda and I today that you can put into practice and experiment, learn about your type, learn about the type of people around you, and how might you work differently together. Thank you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope you'll join us then. Drive and thrive and have a great week.